to the world of digital sound. Hey there guys, how you doing? This is Ken. This is the Ken Burton Show podcast story. And uh, this one is coming uh, directly from a friend of mine who said, why haven't you said this? <laughs> and I said, um, well, to be honest, A, I'd forgotten about it, but B... Uh, it's a little bit embarrassing for those concerned. So uh, this one, uh, guys, is not uh, particularly, you know, the usual sinister nature of some of these stories that I've told. This is slightly different and <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Again, I've got to qualify this by saying this story may or may not be true in full, in part or in any way, shape or form. It may be referring to people living dead or it may not. It probably not. <laughs> It probably not. It's probably not referring to anybody living or dead. Look, usual disclaimer, all right? I'm not trying to piss anyone off, all right? Simple as that. Okay, um, let's start it on the Friday, okay? Let's start it on the Friday. My friends and I, and have had you ever listened to one of these podcast stories, you'll know who my friends were, uh, we got ourselves in a little bit of bother. And it was suggested to us that we might like to get out of Dodge for a few days. <laughs> so, so what we did was uh, we all kind of um, kind of looked at each other. We, all we had to do was like steer clear of the cops right for a few days. <laughs> Um, and it was it would all be sorted out, but we needed to get away, really. So it was suggested that we might want to take a trip. So uh, one of my mates, he, he suggested, well, this would be a great time uh, to just, like, get our passports, go to the travel agent and say, put me on a flight going anywhere. And uh, they thought, yeah, fair enough. That sounds pretty cool. So um, th that's exactly what we did. We all kind of packed a, uh, a bag, a small bag, and uh, we went down to the we went down to the travel agent, and we just said, "Get us on a flight today." And now, in those days, a lot of it was done via teletext. It wasn't any of this uh, uh, usual computer malarkey. A lot of it was on teletext, and um, they could literally get you in, get you on a flight that was leaving within two hours. It was an amazing thing. Anyway, uh, so late deal. What she said was uh, right. I've got uh, this number of seats. It's going to, and I can't even tell you where it was. <laughs> it's going to such and such. Um, put it put it this way. It was one of the islands, all right? <sighs> okay, it was Mykonos, all right? It was Mykonos. Now, I know, I know, I know. But in those days, Mykonos wasn't as it is now. Anyway, right. So uh, she said, it leaves in a few hours. You've got time to get the airport, Birmingham Airport. Bon voyage and piss off 200 quid a piece. Well, you can't argue with that. Seven days full board for, for a couple of hundred quid. Bloody hell, that's, that's corking. All right, let's go and do that. Now, they didn't do all inclusives in those days. Well, they might have done, but I never got on one. Uh, so we, um, we all trotted off in a taxi to the airport. And uh, we made a couple of phone calls, said, right, we're going. And we jetted off for some sun, sea, sand and sangria in Mykonos. And...
We all got to the airport and we had a few beers at the airport and everything was absolutely fine and dandy. We got on our jetliner and away we were, mate. Off over the water, off to the med. Packed our shorts in our shirts and that was all we needed. We landed and immediately we got off the plane. It hit us. Absolute beautiful, beautiful sunshine. And it was a delight. We uh, were offered one of these shitty coaches to take us to our shitty hotel. <laughs> and we took one look at the coach and went, taxi. <laughs> and we got, we got in two taxis. Well, there was like, there was eight of us. So we got in two taxis. And actually, two guys were following out as well. So there were supposed to be 10 of us, although the two guys that were following out didn't because they got arrested. But um, anyway, there were meant to be 10 of us. So uh, anyway, we went off to the hotel and the hotel was a bit of a shithole. It wasn't, the, well, it wasn't that bad, I guess. But it had a bar. It had, you know, everything that we needed, really. The rooms weren't too bad. There were a few crawly things around. But, you know, and the heat was just absolutely unfucking bearable I mean, man, was it hot. It was hot. So anyway, this hotel had a few facilities on site, right? It had a fully fitted gymnasium. It had a sauna. It had a swimming pool. Absolute beautiful swimming pool. It was fantastic. A few jacuzzis, uh, indoor and outdoor. It was really, really, you know, it, it was probably great when it was built. But <laughs> it had been built quite a while ago. And uh, not a huge amount of people were staying there as we found out but anyway we we got to the room we threw our kit down put a pair of shorts on and out we were white as a fucking sheet i mean we we looked like we, <laughs> we looked like we'd been bleached compared to the the people around us right and anyway our hotel overlooked this fantastic harbour. Well, my room overlooked it anyway. Not everyone was as lucky, but um, my room, absolutely fantastic. Overlooked a beautiful, beautiful harbour. And it had some of the, the most fantastic yachts in there. I mean, it really did. And it, it was just absolutely fantastic. And I could see the beach from my room as well. It was only a like two, three minute walk up the up the, uh, up the the road from us. As we come out, we turn right, walk up there, and there was the beach. So we weren't very far away from that. And and um, anyway, the hotel, the hotel just about had everything. So first day there, we want to get a tan on, right? We want to get our tan on. Now, nobody has brought any uh, any kit with us. You know, we haven't got uh, any sun cream or anything like that. So, you know, we thought, well, we'll go and find a shop, go get some sun cream. So walk into the shop and like, you know, we I mean, we're a bunch of noobs, aren't we? And it wasn't all about factors in those days. It wasn't about factors, whatever. So we went in and just said, you know, a bottle of suntan lotion and this woman gave me what I can only describe was fucking cooking oil because <laughs> I put it on and uh I, well I tell you all right here's a story within a story I was um I was at this this shop and this woman behind the counter was gorgeous I mean, she really was and she was an american and uh i was like oh what are you doing here and i started to give her the old chat and anyway so i said to her you know do you know what i've got a real problem now she says what's that i said well i can't put this on my back because i'm here with a bunch of blokes and they're gonna think we're fags and she was like oh right i said look look any chance you could put it on for me <laughs> so she took me around the back <laughs> I swear to God, she she rubbed suntan oil all over me for the best part of fifteen minutes. 
Anyway, <laughs> afterwards, um, I came out full of suntan oil and I said I'd meet the guys on the beach. So I took a walk down the beach. There were some lounges there and, you know, usual story. So we got on the lounges. We spent the best part of four hours just like laid out on the beach. Absolutely perfect. Gadgy bloke coming round with the cold beers in the, the little hopper thing. And, you know, he, he stuck near us. He knew where his bread was buttered. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're English. Here, have more beer. Um, with loads and loads of beers down our neck, you know. Burn, burn, burn. Four hours in, right, and I am cooked. I am fucking cooked. So, anyway, come away from the... the and this is day one, by the way. Now, I've got this brilliant, brilliant facility of being able to just turn brown in the sun. Uh, I've not got it so much these days, but certainly when I was younger, I had it. I only had to be out in the sun for an hour and people thought I was, you know, Indian. I, I was that sort of guy, tan-ish, if you know what I mean. And uh, Anyway, four hours in, we went back to the rooms, I got a shower, I got all this shit off me and, uh, you know, look in the mirror as you do, uh, as you get out of the shower and I'm like going, whoa, look at that, fucking player. So anyway, and I've managed to get out, get through the whole four hours without any of the guys uh, putting a sun cream knob in my back or anything like that. It was really lucky. So anyway, we are there for two days. After two days, we've just about all gone brown and we've hit the nightlife. And the nightlife in Mykonos was awesome. It was awesome. I mean, it, it, was, oh, it was just great. And uh, I was still like, kept going in and seeing that American bird and seeing where she was going and what we'd usually do is we'd go and follow her and her mates who all lived there and worked there not only Americans there were loads of uh, Brits with her as well and of course uh, quite a few of the um, uh, oh, the slappers that do the holiday tours I forgot what you call it your rep that's it your rep, ooh, been shagged by everything in Mykonos, ooh. And th th there was loads of reps with her as well, you know. And uh, it, was, it was really good. Now, it was September when we went, so it was a lot of sort of, you know, granny parties out there. So a lot of the reps were out to have a laugh because their, their hotels were full of old grannies who really, you know, didn't really gel with them. So we had a few laughs, we had a few beers, uh, you know, there was some hooking up going on, having a great time. Now, one of the guys that was with us... I'm going to call him Charlie, all right? <laughs> Charlie knows who Charlie is, I'm sure. But Charlie uh, was, he was a great guy. Uh, he'd been like, he'd been hanging out around with us for about, maybe about six months, not that long. Uh, he'd moved into the area. He was a friend of a friend of a friend. He got hanging out with us. Good times were had by all. Um, he went out with uh, somebody's uh, ex for a little while. And that kind of brought him into our little group. And anyway, so, you know, we knew, we knew him. I mean, he'd been, you know, like friends with us for six months. But he'd, he wasn't like one of the boys, if you know what I mean. He hadn't been around for years. But you could trust him. He was all right. He's a good lad. And uh, anyway, he was with us. So we all on this particular day, having like pissed ourselves stupid the night before drinking whatever it... I do remember... At one point, actually, getting back to the hotel after being out and the barman was still stocking up and there was a cocktails menu, like, stuck on the wall, you know, one of these generic cocktail menus. And we said to the barman, start at number one and let us know when we've reached the last one and just keep pouring eight of those. 
we drank the menu. We drank the cocktail menu. Can you imagine that? Vermont on top of uh, tequila sunrises on top of... Oh, God. Anyway, uh, needless to say, I threw up my complete nutter ring when I got back to the room. And uh, following morning, found myself slumped on the floor of the bathroom together with a few cockroaches. And uh, the place was covered in sick. I mean, it was. I mean, I, I don't need to describe the scene to you, but... I was obviously too pissed to hit the bowl, put it that way, and it was everywhere. Now, luckily, it was one of these wet rooms that you find, and that that was great because I could just flush it all with the shower head down the hole, and that was great. But you don't want to see that sort of thing first thing in the morning. But we all got downstairs, and we're all kind of stood there ready for breakfast thinking, this ain't a good idea because <laughs> it ain't going to stay down long. And so what we said was, right, okay, um... Anyone on the beach? No, 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 no. No sunshine, no sunshine. Okie cokey. Um, and then somebody had the bright idea. Let's go and steam the alcohol out of us because it's going to drip out of us and sweat out of us all day. Let's go and steam it out. Let's go and have a, a sauna. Okay. Now, we all went back to the room, decided it was a good idea to have a kip. So we all went back, had another kip, woke up about 11, half 11, went downstairs to the sauna room. All right. Now the sauna room was um, it was a, a, like there was a men's one and a women's one, and uh, it was you know we didn't know what the protocol was. I mean we'd gone down there in shorts, but uh, it said little sign at the door said remove clothing before entering. You know so okay, and there was some lockers and there was a towel in the locker that you kind of drape over your knob or whatever. So anyway, we um, put, and these towels were the size of a flannel, right? <laughs> They were about a foot square, <laughs> these towels. So anyway, we grabbed our towels, we threw our shorts in, and we went in the steam room. There was about, you know, there was three or four other people in there. But, I mean, you could easily have got 20 people in there. It was massive. So anyway, we're sitting on, like, these wooden benches, and there's some old guy sitting in the corner, and he, he keeps... Uh, now, he's just naked as a jaybird, and he keeps grabbing water and throwing them on the coals, and, you know... You all right? Uh, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, mate, we got pissed. Ha, you have uh, the, the gustima, you know, or whatever Spanish is for that, or Greek. I can't know where it's from. <laughs> anyway, it wouldn't matter with my accents. Uh, so anyway, like we sat there and everybody's kind of, you know, just got their head to the back of the wall and the, we're sitting on these wooden benches just fucked and we are fucked the steam isn't doing us any favors got the towels these little like little towels draped over our knobs and uh the door opens and in walks a bloke and his two kids and he's got two boys and we are all sort of you know just sat there you know whatever whatever and the, as the door opened we all kind of opened our eyes a little bit to see who would come in you know and then closed our eyes again and sat back and uh, I was just sitting there uh, and we were totally silent we weren't talking to each other at all because we were just fucked and anyway somebody turned around and went what the fuck are you looking at and we all kind of opened our eyes and it was this bloke with the two kids and he was talking to Charlie. And we were going, what the fuck? And the bloke went, I said, what are you fucking looking at? And we went, 
bloody hell. And we turned around and looked at Charlie. Now, this guy was sat there with his two kids either side of him. Turned around and looked at Charlie. Charlie's got a hard on. And because it's only a little towel covering his knob, he had nowhere to hide it. And this bloke had obviously thought that Charlie was looking at his kids and had got a hard on. Well, I tell you, I mean, we we kind of all like made this guy aware that, you know, Charlie wasn't sat there alone. You know, there were eight of us in there and we were we were like, all right, mate, do you want to just calm it down? He's got a fucking boner looking at my kids. And we were fucking... <laughs> anyway, we were, the guy got up and went, you're a fucking pervert, you are. And he walked out with his two kids. And anyway, true enough, Charlie had got a hard on. And there was no hiding it. I mean, there was just nowhere to hide it. He could drape his towel over it, but there was no way he was going to hide the fact that he got a hard on. And one of the other guys that we were with said to him, are you all right, Charlie? <laughs> he went, oh, I'm so embarrassed. And then he kind of went, I was, I was thinking of, um, I, I was thinking of, you know, uh, uh, d- d- naked, uh, you know. And one of the guys went, yeah, we fucking know what you were thinking of. And he went, no, 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 really, no, really, I wasn't. I didn't even look at the kids apart from when they came in. And then, and of course, that he just made it worse for himself and just kept digging and digging himself into a hole. <laughs> so anyway, um, that kind of spoiled that event. And we all decided then, right, we'll go, we'll shower, we'll have another kip. And then we'll go out and get lathered again because that'll sort out the hangover that we've got. And we'll get some food at the same time. So, right, okay. So we were all downstairs in the dining room, right? This was maybe six o'clock, half six. And uh, we're all sat around one table. And Charlie comes walking down. It's uh, seven of us there. Charlie come down a bit later than the rest of us. And somebody went, oh, fuck me, it's the nonce. <laughs> And anyway, um, as Charlie walked towards the table, this bloke went up and went, that was him, that was him there. He got a hard on looking at my boys. And we were just, oh, fucking hell. You are kidding. Surely, I mean, surely this guy didn't. Uh, anyway, uh, this guy had obviously, he was away with his own family, but he wasn't alone. There were three or four other families with him. And like the blokes from this family, they did, they weren't, you know, they weren't sort of troubly violent type guys, uh, but they were all kind of, you should be ashamed of yourself, you should, you should get here at this hotel, there's children in this hotel. And oh Christ, we were just like all, to, all over the place. We didn't know what to say, you know. I mean, the evidence had stacked up for itself. Charlie was caught staring at one of these kids and he had a boner. I mean, that, that, what you can't you can't dispute that. You can't argue with it. You can't say, "Oh no, mate, you've got it wrong," because he didn't have it wrong. Charlie had a boner in the sauna, looking at these kids. Now, I don't know what happened. Maybe he was sat there with his eyes closed, thinking of a bird he wanted to do, or thinking of the bird he was with the night before. Got a boner, kind of opened it, opened his eyes. I'm going to burp. <coughs> oh, excuse me opened his eyes and just happened to be looking at one of these kids and that's when he got caught. I don't know. But whichever way you look at it, it didn't look good. 
it just didn't look good. Anyway, these brummies were like, you know, oh, that's it. It's absolutely terrible that is. You shouldn't be here. There's children in this bar. You should be somewhere else. And anyway, uh, these guys made a complaint to the management of the hotel. <laughs> um, um, we didn't know about this till the following day. Now, Charlie, in all good humour, was trying to laugh it off and smile it off, but he just couldn't. He just fucking couldn't because, I mean, uh, you know, we were kind of taking the piss. Uh, we were asking, we were saying, um, right, okay, what we drinking, lads? Beers. Um, <laughs> what do you want, Charlie? Chinzano. <laughs> And we were actually buying him Chinzanos and all these girly drinks all night. Oh, dear. And then when, of course, we, we'd be chatting up some girls or whatever, we'd say, uh, right, we're going to chat up these birds. Charlie, some blokes over there. <laughs> uh, and he'd go, he'd go, oh, I'm not interested in blokes. So what's up, Charlie? They're a bit old. Oh, fuck, we laid into him. Anyway, following day, Management, knock on the room. And uh, Charlie is asked to go at the manager's office. He went down to the manager's office to explain himself. And the manager asked him to leave the hotel. Now, there was four of these brummy guys that complained about him. And he said, you know, to the management, look, I'm with seven other guys. They're going to vouch for me, you know. And, I mean, I... I was dead to the world, right? I was asleep. But apparently, I did get a knock on the door. Manager wanted to speak to all of us. He didn't get me because I was asleep. I was rat-assed. But he did get one of the other lads. And one of the other lads just said, look, I can't vouch for this guy. I don't. I haven't known him long enough. I've known him six months. I don't know what his sexual orientation is. I can't tell you that he, was, he wasn't he was leering at these kids or not. You know, I just can't tell you. So, um... Anyway, the manager asked the guy to leave. Charlie packed his shit and said he was going to go and find another hotel. And we said, well, fair enough. I'll tell you what, there's a little bar down the road. We'll meet you there later about 8 o'clock. So anyway, we all turned up. Charlie didn't. And we spent the rest of the week much in the same vein, getting pissed, uh, chatting up women who were completely pissed as well. Uh, not taking it any further because we were too pissed and then ending up back in our rooms at four in the morning pissed still drinking until we actually physically collapsed and then we'd sleep till probably around 10 o'clock come down to see if anyone is in a fit condition to get breakfast we never were go back to sleep <laughs> wake up about two o'clock get something to eat go to the beach or go to the pool and then you know sit in a lounger fall asleep maybe sleep 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 rest 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 go out do it all over again rinse and repeat as we used to say so that's what we did for the rest of the week now um, actually talking about that you know we had a, a bit of an instant in the pool in the hotel and um you know we we ended up i mean being being quite I don't know, kind of up there, you know. I mean, it, it was a, it was a really good feeling that we were kind of all knackered, messing around the pool, and we heard two kids shout. Uh, one of them shouted something. 
I think it was in Spanish. I'm not sure. Could have been Greek. I just don't know. But he shouted something. Now, nobody was in the pool because it was just too fucking hot. I mean, the water... The, I mean, yeah, the water was cold when you got in it, but I tell you, the sun beaming through the water would burn the shit out of you. So, and we didn't want to lose all the suntan oil on us. So uh, we didn't kind of, you know, there wasn't many people in the pool. And these two kids were in the pool, and one of them was on a little island in the middle of it and um, started screaming about something. We all looked up, as did a lot of other people. But I guess we were amongst the youngest people in the group um, that were staying at that hotel. And we, we just took one look and you could see the kid was in trouble and because he was kind of arms flailing and all that. And all of us dived in, all seven of us dived in. And, you know, we really gave it legs. And one of the guys who happened to be with us, he was at school, he was a fucking great swimmer. He was always in the school team and that. And he got to the kid first and brought him up. And then we all kind of helped get the kid to the side. And, uh, you know... We got him out, and as it happens, he was with that party of brummies, and that you know that the guy said to us, you know, oh fucking hell, man, you know, we go buy you guys a drink, you know, if we'd have known you were, you know, we wouldn't have like moaned about your mates and all that. We said, no, 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 man, you know, it's cool, it's cool, really. I mean, uh, you know, what he did, what is what he supposedly did, and if he did, well, we don't know, but you know. No, I mean, you know, we wouldn't hold that against you. Yeah, you're just protecting your kids, my old mate. So who's going to blame you for that? And uh, he was—he brought us a few drinks that night, I tell you, and he was a good bloke. Uh, anyway, uh, so that was a story within a story. Hey, hero! And um, yeah, so we we ended up getting uh, complimentary drinks from the hotel. We got complimentary drinks from, or bought drinks from the Brummie and his contingent. Um, Christ, what else happened? We had a couple of other things happen to us as well. Can't remember what it was now. No, can't remember. But uh, we got a few other perks as well. Oh, the tennis. You had to pay for the tennis court. And we were given a key to the tennis court, so we didn't have to pay. Ha! Yeehaw! In the back of the net. Well, it was when I played. <laughs> anyway, right, we were out there for a week. We got back on the plane and we zipped over back home. And, you know, brown as bears. We all looked like we were Indians and we we were well tanned well sorted the shit had been sorted out back at home so there was no you know problem with us coming back we'd already checked <laughs> and what we did was we got our shit together we uh went down the boozer that night to show off our suntans everyone's all over us oh you look so fantastic wow man look at that that's a suntan and uh, you know the barman's usual fucking silly twat all right boys you want a curry because we only serve beer? Oh, yeah, right. Thanks. Um, and somebody said to us, where's Charlie? <laughs> so, of course, we had to explain. And we thought he'd already, you know, we thought we figured that he'd gone back because, I mean, it, the, the thing is, he, he hadn't seen us for the rest of the week. So we just figured he'd gone back. And when we uh, kind of talked around, no one had seen him at all absolutely no one had seen him so we were all kind of chatting about this and then the rumor went right around the pub and it went right around everybody and everybody kind of got to know oh fucking how are you joking and the bird that he'd been going out with she uh decided to fuel the fire by saying he was a weird kinky fucker so and that's you know all she got and we were like oh right okay now that's put doubt in our minds now because is he a shirtlifting nonce or not 
I mean, there's nothing wrong with a shirtlifter, but if you see if he's a shirtlifting nonce, then I don't want to be associated with him. You know what I mean? So anyway, it must have been the best part of month, probably longer than that, when we actually found out what happened. Now, what had actually happened is that he decided to come home, but he knew or he kind of figured that we would have maybe told people what had happened. We were phoning home or some of us were phoning, you know, loved ones or whatever on a daily basis. So he didn't feel like, you know, it would have been safe for him to have come back because a nonce, a nonce, no way. He wouldn't, a kiddie nonce, no way would he have lasted five fucking seconds, you know. Now, we'd have probably given the guy the benefit of the doubt. But with his ex-girlfriend fueling the fire, I think he would have been on dodgy ground and certainly dodgy water. So we went round his flat and his flat was empty. And we heard from one of his neighbours that he turned up three o'clock in the morning with, uh, with his uh, taxi running outside, grabbed a load of shit, just got in the taxi and fucked off. So where he'd gone, what he was doing now, we had no idea. But how bizarre is it that a simple thing... I mean, if you were to give this guy the benefit of the doubt and say he was sitting in that sauna, thinking about the girls, he got a hard-on, uh, maybe half asleep, one of the kids maybe made a noise, he opened his eyes, looked at one of the kids, that's when the brummy saw him, and he had a hard-on. I mean, my God... What a thing to ruin your life. What a fucking thing. Could it have happened to any one of us? I don't know. I'm just glad it didn't fucking happen to me. <laughs> I know that. But that is how Charlie got his life ruined. Guys, it is up to you whether or not you believe this story or you don't believe this story. I will leave it in your capable hands. Leave a comment in the comment section. And uh, as ever... I will see you on the dark side. I hope you've enjoyed this one, boys and girls. I'll see you soon. You all take care now. Welcome to the world of digital sound. Shutting down all systems.